Hello, and welcome to SoberCast, where we provide AA speaker meetings and workshops in podcast format. We're an ad-free podcast, and if you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by visiting SoberCast.com, look for the donate link, and drop a dollar or two into our virtual basket. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Have a great day. Really? Yeah. Come on. Do I have to clip it to my clothes? Oh, God. I feel like I'm a... Oh, fuck you, Michael. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Um, Five minute warning. <laughs> Hi, you guys. My name's Jenny, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everybody. I... Just to start off, I fucking hate sharing. I hate it. I, I, I love it. I love Michael, so that it counts for something, but I always like, cause I want to be like, I, I love this program so much and I want to carry the message and like change lives and like people leave and be like, that chick blew my mind. And then I get up here and I was a tweaker, so I feel like I get up here and I'm just like, like I just don't talk about anything and I, you know, it doesn't make any sense and I get all nervous cause I really want people to know like what this program's done for me cause it's, it's pretty spectacular. So, um, I'll give you a little background. I'm from Texas, which is a reason enough to be a drunk and a drug addict. Um, it's a horrible place to grow up and, um, my, so my parents, this is another reason for this whole situation. My mother is a head cheerleader and a homecoming queen and very pristine and proper. And my father was like the quarterback of the football team. And like they were high school sweethearts in Kermit, Texas, which big shout out to that shithole. And, um, and, um, on the outside, like in Texas, like stuff's really important. I don't know if any of you guys are from Texas and you love it. I apologize. I fucking hate it. And that's going to be pretty apparent, but, um, Texas is one of those towns. Like you have the, the love of Jesus in your heart and you can talk shit about everybody as long as you say, bless their heart or God, or God love them. And so my parents on the outside looked great. Like awesome. My mom's a beautiful lady. My dad was this like successful guy. They were, went to college together and all this shit. And on the outside, everything seemed really perfect. They had two kids, me and my sister. And, um, it, it, things weren't perfect. My mother was an alcoholic and, um, definitely a, a love addict of some sort. She had a wonderful tendency to fuck my friend's dads in high school, which was always really fun. Like people's moms would come over and I'd be like, Oh, Hey, Mrs. Bender. And they'd be like, where's your whore mom? And I'm like, Oh weird. She's in my bedroom with your husband. Like I had no, like I was so naive to all of it that I was just like, I just thought that that was that everybody's moms went in their bedrooms with your friend's dads. Like, um, and my dad was a really abusive guy. Um, um, so I came from like a lot of sexual abuse. My dad sexually abused me, but not my sister, which I, which is hysterical. Cause I was like really, um, in Texas, I would be considered slightly dykey. Um, cause I, uh, I didn't have big hair and I didn't wear makeup and I, you know, I raced motorcycles and I, I did stuff that proper ladies don't do. And it was, um, super frustrating to my mother and very, um, infuriating to my father. And so from the time I can remember you guys, I was so weird. I was such a weird little kid. And I, I hear this all the time in the rooms. People say like, I never fit, but I, you, I don't, you guys are all too young, but there used to be this show called the electric company. And it was always like one of these kids is doing their own thing. And I was always like, that's me. Cause I mean, I, I was so fucking weird. I wore a zoot suit to like my first dance. My, my mother was like, let's go buy you a beautiful dress. And I'm like, no, I'm going to wear a pantsuit. You know, my mom was 
shitting her. And I took a girl, which went over like a fucking fart in church. But um, but anyway, so so like I said, from the from the time I was a little bitty, I never fit. I I was weird and and just didn't have a place. And you know, I was sexually abused, and I tried to tell people, and nobody believed me. So then that just made me really mad. So then I was pissed and weird and didn't fit. And so. You know, for a long time, I, I used humor to kind of mask all that. And then I got in sixth grade and I found this fantastic stuff called booze. And then in eighth grade, I found this even better shit called speed. So I never had to sleep. I could drink all the time. I was super crafty. You guys, I made so many craft projects. You guys would be so impressed. Like, um, if you don't sleep for three weeks, you got a lot of shit to do. So, uh, so I, I mean, I got really into drugs and really into drinking. And then I found my people in the punk rock scene in, in Dallas, which was awesome. And, uh, I was off to the races, man. I, I, I partied balls and, um, and I, I had a really great time. Like, I'm not going to lie and say like, everything was horrible. It was rad. I partied with rock stars and I went to all the clubs and I did all this stuff. And then one day I went to the doctor cause I was feeling really super sick in the mornings and, um, I was finally, <laughs> finally getting boobs, which I was really excited about and, um, couldn't figure out what was wrong. And my doctor like, is like, really no idea what's wrong. And I'm like, no, no idea. And he's like, when was your last period? And I'm like, June. He's like, it's December. I was like, whatever. Like I, you know, so, uh, turns out I was pregnant, which was awesome. That's what any 21 year old drug addict should be. And, uh, so I, I quit doing drugs for the six months that I was pregnant because <laughs> my baby, I think my body was like, is this why we're not partying? Cause let's get it out and get back to it. So I had a premature baby. He weighed one pound, nine ounces when he was born and he was itty bitty. I still call him the peanut. He's six, four now. And he's like, if you fucking call me that in front of people, I'll kill you. But I, I can't stop. But, um, but anyway, so I have this beautiful little baby and for a while he kind of anchored me back to like reality and, and helped me like not die. I think I, I think that's a God shot. Like I totally was all anti-God because Texas it's my mother used to drag my ass into church with her nails between my bone and my muscle. Cause I'd always be like, fuck God. And then she'd grab me. I'd be like, okay, God's great. God's great. And I'd have to sit there through church. And I hated it. I hated how I felt like it was hypocritical and ridiculous and all this shit. And I, I just felt like people hid behind it to hate in Texas. So, um, and whatever works for you as far as higher power goes, more power to you. But that the mean God from Texas, I hated. And so I have this baby, I quit partying for a little while, but then the magic thing happened. Like my kids started walking and talking and shit. And I was like, this is rad. I can just take him with me. And I took my kid with me. You guys, I swear to God, a mom of the year here, but I took my kid with me to the bars for bottom little earphones and I just dragged it. Like people be like, whose baby is this? I'm like, it's mine. He's fine. And I would party balls at the clubs and just do whatever I wanted. I was so super selfish and I was an absolute asshole. And my mom would do that thing. Like if you want to bring the baby vibe and I would literally like, I'd be on the phone with her and she'd say that I'd be at her front door and like throw the baby at her and go like out and, and party. And, um, I did that for a really, really long time. And, um, it started, I started to have some pretty killer consequences. Like I accidentally burned down an apartment complex and, uh, <laughs> making stuff. Thank you. Making, uh, party favors. And, uh, I technically didn't burn it down. My friend Tanner did, but I was part of it. So I guess I'm to blame. That's I'm on my amends list. <laughs> fuck. How do you make an amends for burning down a building? I don't even know how the fuck I'm going to do that. But anyway, so shit got really bad. And, um, and I did what any good drug addict, alcoholic would do. And I thought, I'll just move because <laughs> that way I can start all over and nobody will know the horror that I rained down on Texas. So I moved <laughs> to a more stable place, LA. So if you don't want to party, 
awesome choice to move to LA with your friend who is a writer, director, Hollywood guy. So I, I left Texas with all my rock star punk rock friends and I moved to LA to start partying with the Hollywood types who got way better drugs and, um, could, you know, you could go party on their yachts for days and shit. And, um, and again, I was, I, you guys, I was totally, when I moved to Texas, I was like, I'm going to be the best. I'm not going to, I mean, when I moved to LA, I'm like, I'm not going to party. I'm going to be a really good girl. I lived there a week before I was dating the biggest drug dealer in Los Angeles. And I was banging a bartender at the local bar. So I was off to the races, like 10 days. I was already back. And, um, and I lived in LA for 12 years and I partied really hard. And unfortunately what happened for me is, um, I got, my kid got sent away cause he well. He was 17. So like, he's like, fuck you. I'm out. And when he left, he was my anchor that kind of kept me from spinning. So out of control. And I lost it. I went to the doctor. The doctor's like, Hey, you got to quit partying. Your body's shutting down. And I was like, whatever. I just quit going to the doctor. I was like, well, fuck that. You're lame. And so I didn't go to the doctor anymore. And I, I partied for another year until one day I got a call that one of my friends, um, that I'd been with at a party the night before left the party. I went home and he hung himself. And, um, and that was a big one for me. Like it was kind of the reality check. Cause I was 41 years old and still trying to party and live this life and pretend like I was happy and that everything was okay. And I was fucking dead inside you guys like dead. And I never wanted to go to AA and I'll never forget you guys. The first meeting I ever went to, I thought I'll go somewhere close to my house. And I lived in Koreatown in LA, which is slightly shady. And the first day I walk into this meeting, you guys, and there's a guy there with like wool gloves duct taped onto his hands. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, what is happening here? And like all these weirdos. And I was like, I'm not like these motherfuckers. I'm way cooler. I'm, I've got it so much more in the bag. And the next thing you know, everybody starts sharing. I'm crying like a bitch. And I'm like, this, this fucking freak show with his hands all taped up is just like me. And it's like, and I, and I got into AA, you guys, and I blew that shit up. I was like the pink cloud, super, I still am pink cloud, super obnoxious. Like I tell everybody hi, I'm stoked to be sober. Cause it changed my whole entire fucking life. Like I went from having this really small kind of sad existence that I thought was so glamorous to having this big, huge life. I, I, before you guys, if I wanted to bake up some speed and burn down an apartment complex, I could call 50 people. But if I wanted to move or I needed help doing something like my taxes, like I was fucked, like nobody would help me. And now it's like, I'll say something like, oh, I'm really tired. My friend's like, what, what do you need? Do you want some coffee? Do you want me to bring your pastry? And I'm like, who are you guys? Like, and I move and alcoholics help me. And I go to parties where people are sober and nobody steals anything or burns anything down. And it's, it's fun and, and huge. And it's like, it's really easy. And I mean, if you're new, if I can get sober, fucking anybody can. Cause I, I have the, you know, mental capacity of a gnat. And so I, it's not, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's easy. You just have to see where you fucked up and admit it and then tell somebody else and then carry the message. Like, if, and it's, I know it's, it, it's hard, like four steps suck and all that, but if you do it and really put in the work, your life gets so much bigger and better. And, um, I'm so grateful to be here. There's lots of people I love here. So it makes it not so bad that I'm fucking mic'd up and sharing, but, um, I think that's my time, right? Oh, thank you. I don't like the microphone. How stressful. Somehow loud. Heiko, I'm an alcoholic. Heiko! Working? Yep. Uh, so my wife would say it's a goddamn shit show. <laughs> right. Thanks for your share. Welcome Thanks, to, uh, to all the new people here. And, uh, everyone else come back to the program. Let's see. Uh, Sobriety date is September 26, 2007. Uh, got a sponsor. 
got a couple guys I'm working with right now. And, uh, my home group is men's single topic. Um, yeah, so, let's see, so, uh, this is my first stint getting sober. I, uh, I got sober for the first time in 1999, and then uh, went out, sober for a bit, came back. Um, I don't know, I, I think it's important to, to talk about that, that, you know, it's great when you get it the first time, and it didn't really work for me. This is definitely the best time, it's, uh. I never want to go out and do this again, you know, but it took, took a few times. I mean, I quit smoking 26 times or whatever. <laughs> it finally stuck and I haven't had a cigarette in shit six, seven years, something like that. Wow. But it's, it's, uh, worthwhile just, uh, to stick with it. And, you know, it takes what it takes. Um, <laughs> all right. So fuck, I'm, I'm going to be 41. Um, next month I was born in, uh, I was grew up in Marin County, rough and tumble Marin County. <laughs> Out there, I took my wife. It's my mom's birthday this week. The graphic. So, and actually, uh, went and walked by the house I grew up in. It's definitely uh, it's a nice place to grow up. It's definitely a little nicer now. But uh, yeah, so my parents are uh, parents are German. That's the weird fucking first name. Um, yeah, uh, I got an older brother, and uh, yeah, and parents were immigrants. They came in the sixties, and. Uh, um, See, I, uh, I don't know. I thought it was pretty, pretty normal childhood. My wife says it's not quite super normal. Uh, my, uh, my parents had a furniture store and we were, uh, I don't know. Uh, we were always fucking broke when I was a kid. My dad would give everything thing away and like we were always like funneling money from one, from one container to the next. And like my parents were, would always fight a bunch. I don't know. I, I, I thought everything was fine when I was a kid. Um, there was lots of fighting going on. Shit. Um, I had a ton of friends growing up and I, I didn't do anything like nothing like alcoholically when I was like really young. Everything was pretty darn normal. I played baseball, played soccer really badly, played basketball <laughs> really fucking badly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, life was really good. I mean, I think when I was seven, in seventh grade or so, everything got a little weird. I started like not paying attention while in school and like kind of my mind started drifting off to, uh, like escaping. Yes. So that's kind of maybe the first hint of uh, maybe like alcoholism showing up, you know. But um, went off into high school, did a normal high school thing, played baseball, put freshmen in garbage cans. Um, yeah, had friends. Didn't really do any drinking or drugs until like uh, junior year, um, which is really fucking weird when I look back on it. It's just not normal. Um, <laughs> I, I was at a party I think it was after a water polo game or something like that and someone offered me a couple shots of tequila and a couple Budweiser's and it, it definitely worked god tequila's fucking horrible <laughs> the worst shit. I, I can count on like one hand like how many times I've had tequila in my life you know um, yeah so but it, it, I, I definitely I remember that first time it, it was it was it I mean, it was fantastic. It was just like, everything was just really mellow. And it was just, I think immediately I had this thought, I need to do this like again as soon as possible. And it was like the next weekend we went, went to San Francisco to this uh, liquor store. Uh, it's a great liquor store called, it had a seven up sign on it. It's still, it's in the, the Richmond and it says drink liquor. Probably still selling down there. They didn't ask your ID or anything. They brought it whatever you want. They're like, done, no problem. Went to drink liquor a lot when I was in high school. Good place. Um, I 
ended up years later. I ended up living like two blocks away from Bitcoin during there. Go in there every fucking night after that. Um, so, so yeah. So I was uh, to public high school. It's a Redwood High School in Larkspur. Uh, played baseball, water polo. Uh, um, my, I think as soon as I started drinking, um, my grades started suffering a little bit. I started taking school a little less seriously. Uh, I was pretty, I was pretty serious about school. I think in high school, I, my brother, my brother went to the United States Naval Academy. And I to do the same thing. I was like pretty. I was like pretty serious about that that track. Wanted to go in the military, and uh, um, and so I, I I applied and uh, I applied and I got in. I would have had to do uh, one year of it's called NAPS Naval Academy Preparatory School up in Rhode Island. And so I was probably going to do that, and so uh, yeah, I was just, I was really I was really fucking into that. I wanted to do go and uh, do fast tack nuclear submarines. Seemed really fucking cool to me at the time, and going to engineering. And uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, so was doing that, and uh, my friends and I, fuck, I don't know how the fuck we came across this, but we started um, we started stealing nitrous tanks, and we we one of my friends had this great idea. And it was, it's pretty good. You just like dentists, like they have nitrous, right? <laughs> and the tanks weigh probably about like a buck 20, a buck 30. So it's a little heavy to get into the office. You keep them outside in the shed with one master lock and just full cutters, bang. And pairs, like scissors, you, you cut that thing off, throw it in the back of your truck. And we had nitrous like my whole senior year. <laughs> <laughs> and like, nice. Jesus Christ, I must have dropped my IQ by like at least fucking 15 to 20. Uh, yeah, got the nitrous and Pink Floyd. <laughs> of course. The wall, dark side of the moon, it is fucking incredible. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, we fill up the lanes and we pass out on the, like on the on the sofa or on the couch, and like you can't take the hit while you're standing up with it because you will fall on it and almost knock your teeth out. Because I've done that once, and I got really fucking close, bloody lip and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so we did that, and we we wiped the tanks back, and we'd be nice, and deliver them back, and put a new master lock with it. <laughs> I don't know if it's just being nice. Maybe that's just like not costing them like five hundred bucks as opposed to a couple hundred. I probably owe some amends. I definitely owe some <laughs> call me. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I know where they're at about, but I don't know which ones exactly. Uh, yeah, so. So yeah, so I started flirting a bit with drugs in high school, obviously, nitrous oxide, and I smoked a little bit of pot, never really dealt, like, uh, agreed with me, and, um, and uh, I think we tried ecstasy at first a few times, and it wasn't, like, real, it was just, I don't know what the fuck, it was fucking laxative, or <laughs> it never fucking worked. So, um, so when it, it came time to, to go to college, like, uh, I got into, like, I got into all the ECs and the Naval Academy, and for some reason I chose to... She has to go to UC Santa Cruz, which I know is like almost the same as Naval Academy. It's kind of like <laughs> Naval Academy, UC Santa Cruz. So I was going to do that, go there for three years for a laboratory degree, and then go to UC Berkeley for um, engineering school uh, for a couple of years. So I chose to do that, and I went to Santa Cruz, and it was uh, it was way fucking different. Um, it was it was 
it wasn't that far off from Rim, but it was like, this is 93, way fucking hippie. The dead were still like kind of slowing down at this point. Jerry was like a year off from dying. Like the fish were fucking huge. <laughs> and like, I'm not that big on hippies. <laughs> uh, but Santa Cruz, it was okay. I mean, like, uh, it was, it was okay. I, I, I was not okay when I was there. I just, I started drinking a lot and, uh, gotten uh, doing acid. I did a lot of fucking acid there. Um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of acid, a lot of ecstasy, a lot of ecstasy plus acid. Um, yeah, candy flipping, that's a trip. Um, so, yeah, so then my, I, I did great my, my first, uh, was it first quarter there, first trimester there, and, uh, and after that it was just, it was all downhill. My, uh, my college academic life has been just a shit show. It's, that's just like been a progression that just goes on and on. So yeah, so I, um, started doing like, uh, I was like, um, I was like on my own for the first time. Let me, let me backtrack a little bit. So like when I, so I've always been like kind of a mama's boy, I guess. Yeah, I have been. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so my, my parents, like, they, they fought a lot when I was a kid. And my, uh, my brother is five years senior than he, me. And so he left for college when I was in eighth grade or whatever. So, and then I went to the high school. And my freshman in high school, my mom, she took off. She, uh, I guess she had it with my dad. And she took off with her friend. Uh, her, uh, her, her friend. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my mom, she's a lesbian. That's her friend. Uh, and so she left my entire high school year, high school years, and she came back my senior year, like, on and off. She'd be back, like, three days out of every, like, two days or whatever to, like, yell at me and just be a bitch. And, uh, and I always thought at the time, this is totally fine. It wasn't. It was fucked up. It was really fucked up. It's not a good thing to, to have to go through. And, like, uh, I'm... In retrospect, it's kind of, it's bullshit. I mean, I'm fine with my mom now. I love her to death, you know, but like looking back, I definitely, uh, I was not, I was not able to like kind of be an adult. Like, not that I would have been an adult, like going to school anyways, but I was not fucking prepared to like be on my own. And like, nor was my father like able to, uh, like look after me. Um, uh, like he was, he was just so attached to his work and like he was not really, there when I was younger, my mom did all the raising. So like when it was just him and me, he had no fucking idea what to do, you know. And he did the best he could. It was, it was, it was kind of a shitty job. So anyway, so I'm off to college right now on my own, and like, and I'm fucking not capable of dealing with like handling myself. I'm like, I'm barely capable of handling myself these days. You know? <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, so I mean, it was I had some freedom, and like it was, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have to go to classes. I can just drink and do acid, whatever. And like, and so I chose the latter, you know, and it's just, I, I didn't think about that, you know, why I'm at college, you know, I didn't think about my future or any of the shit, you know, uh, or like money, for instance, like this stuff actually costs money to go to. So, so yeah, so I, I quickly got an academic probation and I, on my sophomore year, I, I dropped out. So I, I dropped out and I moved, um, I moved to San Francisco and uh, I moved right by drink liquor <laughs> and, uh, I was, what was I, doing? I was working at Macy's selling women's shoes. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is like slightly going down just a little bit. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so I, it didn't it didn't take me all that long, like really to really hit a, hit it any sort of time. <laughs> you know, I, I worked at Macy's for a couple of years, and like I would just like drink every fucking night, and um, I lived in this like shitty place in Richmond, below. Um, it was uh, this guy who was in the fucking merchant marine. He would get up hella early, and he was always like threatening to beat me, and my friend up. <laughs> yeah. like, we, we, we would play music. We weren't even that fucking loud. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was. I, it was like my upstairs neighbor and my friend's upstairs neighbor. They were always like threatening to beat the shit out of us up, like for like playing music. The other guy was a hell's angel, so like it was a little scarier. And, uh, friend, I was super deeper worried about. Um, so, yeah, so when I was in the city, I, I, uh, then I moved to, I moved to Soma, moved to South Market on, like, uh, fuck, I was on 9th Street in between Mission and Market, and that was, like, uh, that was kind of a shithole at the time. It wasn't quite the, the tender one, but this was, like, uh, South of Market was not a good place to be if you're, like, fucking drug addict, that's for sure. Like, crystal methamphetamines, ecstasy was just huge. I mean, the rave thing was, like, slowly winding down, but it was still there. And so I just, I partied in, uh, for like a couple years and like, and it was not like partying at the end. Like at first it was like going to the clubs and raves and whatnot. By the end it was just like fucking smoking speed in my apartment every night. And, uh, yeah, I started, um, I started hanging out with people who I guess you could say, I would say at the time were lower companions, people that like, didn't have, like, didn't have, uh, houses or apartments or whatnot and it's just the difference the only difference there was like a time span the way i look at it you know like i had a job up until i wouldn't be able to have a job anymore and they were past that point so there was no fucking difference other than this time span you know which is definitely movable so uh so yeah this, this is i uh i was i was 23 years old and i went fuck i went to uh my brother I remember that a couple kids at this point, and I went to, I think it was his birthday, and I was up at his house in Vacaville, and I was like way fucking spun out, and my family, they had an intervention on me. You don't ever see the intervention, like when you walk into it, you don't see it, like there might be a fucking room of 30 people in the goddamn circle, and you will walk in and sit down like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and, uh, the doors might, someone might be locking the doors behind you. <laughs> Putting you in handcuffs. <laughs> you were fucking high and crazy. Um, so, yeah, so they had an intervention, and um, they're like, you know, you, you got a drug problem. And I'm like, I think I just need to graduate from college. I need to go back to college, because that's the answer to my problems. Not the fucking answer to my problems. <laughs> So yeah, so they gave me uh, they gave me opportunity to to get cleaned up. They they took me to uh, to Ross Hospital in the morning, and they and they uh, I checked it out. It was like some thirty day inpatient treatment. I was like, I think I need outpatient. It's a really <laughs> bad idea. You don't do outpatient. It's a really <laughs> fucking bad idea. So then they took me to a different place, Serenity Knowles, and I don't I don't remember how this all went down because I was way cracked out. And so I agreed to stay, you know, do the 28 day. And so they dropped me off. Let's like, see, you fucking later. <laughs> you know, wrote the, it was like $6,000 check. Jesus Christ. Wow. That's a lot of money. That's not, they cost like $20,000 now, I think. Um, so yeah. And they, they dropped me off and I, I was in rehab. So this is 1999. And I had my 
24th birthday in rehab, and I was up there for three months. And it was, it was fucking great. It was like, it's one of the best times of my life. I've told people this, they look at me. I've told people this when I'm at work, and they're like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> but yeah, rehab was so much fucking fun. I smoked so many cigarettes, a shitload of coffee, a ton of sugar. Yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> it's just something like only like an alcoholic or drug addict would agree with. They're like, I have this time off to do this shit and like get sober and like this is awesome. Like anyone else would be like, they they wouldn't get it. But it was it was great. I uh, actually I I paid attention. Like I, I I had that first thing happen. Like where at first I was like, oh, I just got a problem with like crystal methamphetamines. Perhaps in cocaine, a little bit of heroin. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do ecstasy or acid or mushrooms, but definitely not alcohol, even though I drink every day. And then, you know, after a week or so, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you got, I got it. You worry about it. I can't drink anymore. So, and uh, I, I, I bought it, you know, and like, I, I paid attention, you know, and like, uh, it's funny because like when I, when I went out later on, like, you start forgetting things, you know, but I still remember all the shit I learned to rehab, you know, I'm like, I still remember it fucking now, it's funny, like, all the, uh, maybe because I was there for three months, because it's a long fucking time, <laughs> so I definitely settled in, um, but yeah, it was, it was great, I didn't, I had no exposure to AA before, um, I knew a guy in high school who had gone, his court sentence to AA, but other than that, like, no idea about recovery, 12 steps, whatnot, and, uh, yeah, uh, I definitely bought it. And the whole God thing, I didn't, like, I had this, like, fucking woe is me, like, all, like, all the shitty things that have happened to me, and my friends die, or my girlfriend die, and, like, that's, like, God's problem or some bullshit like that, you know? Like, so I had a problem with that, you know? And, like, uh, you go out enough times, though, you're like, you don't have a fucking problem with that after yeah. a while, you know? <laughs> and so, but yeah, but other than that, I, I totally, I totally bought it, and, um, and uh, I got out, and I moved in with a friend, and started going to meetings, and I, I, I did the deal, and, and it was it was really good. I, I fucking um, I got I got a job. Fuck, I was doing. I worked for the newspaper. I lied my way in. I was like, yeah, I totally know about graphic design, and I I've seen some articles in newspapers, and, uh, <laughs> and magazine ads, and so I got a job in the newspaper. And I got a I got a Honda scooter that my friend had. Uh, ran into City Hall in San Francisco and was totally beating the shit out of up and it was so much fucking fun and so things were good and then I, uh, I I met a girl and then stopped going to meetings and that's just a really fucking bad idea and then this is something that's happened a few times to me and uh, yeah I stopped, stopped going to meetings and like I kind of like um, I wasn't drinking or using I was I guess abstinent but not going to meetings and then uh, it's like you start the fucking timer on like how long you can go before like you can't take it anymore. And so, um, I was still technically so not really. And, uh, I, I started working in San Francisco and I was, uh, I worked on the San Francisco options exchange, uh, buying and selling options for a brokerage firm. And that was the worst fucking job I've ever had. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking bunch of assholes out there. <laughs> um, I can't remember the, the gentleman who was sharing here about a month ago, but I guess he works in the financial markets. I was just thinking the whole time we should God, I so glad I got out of that. Fuck, I hate those people. Every single day, I would go to work, 
think about how much I wanted to murder everyone there. I came home, crash out for an hour, dream about how much I wanted to murder everyone there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was there. Um, I got there because I wanted um, the bull market was still going on. Like I knew people on the market there, and they made a shitload of money, like um, buying selling options, and I wanted. I wanted to get in on that, and uh, but you got it. I mean, you got to be fucking quick. You got to be really quick with your math, and you got to be really type A personality, really aggressive, and you have to be there when the market's doing well. And I got there, and the economy started slowing down. September 11th happened, and then it turned into a goddamn shit show, literally. And like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so the uh, so then the market started tumbling, and things got really bad there. Started getting fired, and I I hit the point where I just it's fucking mad, and I start drinking. And I don't remember what it was, but I'm like, uh, my defenses were down. I was at I was at a bar or something like that. I think my girlfriend someone offered me a drink. So. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about taking a drink. You know, I'd been sober for a couple of years, and just like, and I had a drink. I had two drinks that night. It was fine. It was fucking fine. It felt <laughs> normal. And uh, a month later, I was smoking speed again. And so that that's something that doesn't happen to a normal person. You know, like have a couple of drinks and then a month later you're smoking speed because normal people don't smoke speed. <laughs> what? You know, party on the weekends with methamphetamines. People don't do that. Or heroin. Cocaine, maybe. Maybe cocaine. So, um, so yeah, so then, and like, and, uh, <laughs> I was told in uncertain terms I had to stop doing that. So I stopped doing that and I just drank for a little bit and then I stopped doing that too. And so that was a really quick relapse. And, uh, I was living in Oakland. I was living at Lake Merritt at the time and, um, I would like complain there's no fucking meetings around there. It's just like ridiculous. I lived 300 feet from Diamond Link's meeting. Uh, there's, there's, well, we're in fucking Oakland right now, right? There's, there's, there's plenty of meetings in Oakland. And, um, Wrap this up. Um, okay, so so yeah, so I got sober and then I, I ish stopped drinking, <laughs> moved back to Moran, and then I started going to meetings again. And uh, I started going to meetings in Moran, and then I moved up north and uh, decided to get my life in order. I was in late twenties at this point, so I started going to JUCO, uh, junior college up in Santa Rosa. Like, I'm really going to fucking be serious. Like, um, I'm going to go to school for electrical engineering. I'm going to go to the Cal. I'm going to show all these people. So I, I, I did that. And, uh, I, I started, I was really serious about academics. Went to school, did a fucking great job, and, like, stopped going to meetings again. We got really, really mad and uh, started drinking again because I couldn't fucking take it. I'm just like, this is not, I owe myself, like, having pressure about. And, uh, and, uh, which is fucking ridiculous. So I, I, I got, I had everything happen right for me. I, I got into UC Berkeley. I was going there for engineering school and, um, my life was totally in order and I was drinking and I was not happy. And, uh, then my life, it came apart again. You know, this is just the same fucking thing happens where like, I, uh, I get sober, I start going to meetings, things are good. And then things start happening well for me in life. And then I stop going to meetings and then, um, I, I start the timer and then at a certain point I pick up and once I pick up, it's, um, just things get fucked up and, uh, it, I, uh, I hit a bottom, you know, and this one, 
there was a good amount of time between like when I started drinking and when things came off the rails. You know, I was in school, and then I it just um, I don't know. College is fucking hard, you know, and like and I'm definitely not capable of fucking going to school and um, and drinking or using, you know. It, it actually, as it turns out, when I got sober again, finally got sober there, and I wasn't capable of going to school either. Um, I I got sober when I was at Cal in two thousand. 2007, right? And, uh, oh, well, let me backtrack. So I, yeah, so I, I was going to school there and I was kind of doing really badly and worse and worse and worse. And then, uh, I was dating a girl for a couple of years and she dumped me. And then that's just when it went, it, it really, it went off, uh, train went off the rails. I would start drinking and start doing a lot of cocaine, a lot of methamphetamines. When you start doing methamphetamines, there's like a real short time span. Like, <laughs> like really, drinking, you will hit a bottom eventually. Methamphetamines, you will hit that bottom. Not eventually. It just it, real fast. You know, it's like not years, it's months. And um, so, yeah, so I, I hit a point where I just, I, I couldn't do this shit anymore. And so that was like September 2007. And uh, I, I got on the phone late one night. I, had like um I had like four or five beers. I was drinking a lot, like probably 12, 14 beers a night, and I had like four. And uh, I wasn't even drunk, and we just barely buzzed, and I just melted down. And I called the old sponsor at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Firstly, don't go call me at this time of night. Secondly, go to, go to a meeting. And uh, so, so yeah, so I called up central office. 3.45 a.m., and they gave me a meeting in Berkeley the next morning at 9. So I went to Berkeley Fellowship at 9 a.m. and uh, for a meeting. It was it was terrible. It was really fucking terrible. <laughs> I fucking hate Berkeley. I really fucking hate Berkeley. <laughs> Everything about it. I fucking hate Berkeley. That said, it was a pretty bad meeting. So... Um, so, yeah, but I'd gone to AA enough times to know there was just one meeting. So I knew there was other meetings. So next morning, I went to the Rockridge Fellowship, and that's where I got sober the summer on. I sat with people who were many, many years older than me, and it was fucking great. I, I um, went to a meeting every day, sometimes at night, and uh, I just, I, I don't know. I got I got into it, you know, and uh, I... I did it for me this time. I didn't do it for anyone else, not to impress anyone else or like not for my parents or whatnot. I just knew like, um, I wanted a better life, you know? Uh, okay. I did a little bit for the cash and prizes. <laughs> you know, I wanted a better life. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to get a better job or make money, I have to do this. Right. So, um, see, so yeah, I might see my first year of sobriety were, were fucking, they were hard and not in the sense of like, like staying sober because that really wasn't like the not picking up a drink or using. I went to a meeting every day. I had a sponsor. I worked the steps. That was not super bad. I, that the urge to drink or use left me very, very quickly. You know, I had like once in my first 30 days where I really wanted to, to drink. And other than that, it pretty much left me. So, um, yeah, but, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I would think I, I met Allison and we started dating like after, I was sober like six months or whatnot, and that was really, really great. I had a lot of friends in sobriety, and I started going to school again, and that did not go well. I, I kept on failing out of Cal again and again and again sober. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Never did graduate. 
a semester shy of graduating, never fucking going back. <laughs> and, uh, I had this weird skin condition happen when eczema got really bad, and that was it was fucking horrible. Where like I was really sick for a couple of years, I was not able to find like any like decent employment. So I was fucking broke my first five years. My health got really fucking bad, and I was it, it was it was horrible for a long time. Like my friends got me through it, you know, Allison and my friends, and I wouldn't say my higher power because like that fucking didn't work at the time, but like the people in the in the rooms did. My friends would visit me, and like somehow I was able to get through it. And uh, anyways, so I got through it. You know, I stayed sober. I kept coming to meetings. That's something I've done, you know, these last eight years. And like things are things are good to that. They're like they're fucking normal. I mean, like this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. The best people I've met in my life, my wife, my child, my my daughter. Like these are all like because I'm sober because I show up. Um, and like. In these days, like, I don't do it for the fucking cash and prizes anymore. You know, I'm, I'm pretty happy overall. I mean, like, uh, everything is not, I don't have these crazy highs and lows anymore. I'm still angry. <laughs> I still have that. I still need to work on that. Okay. Uh, but I, I definitely, I care more about people and those around me and what I can contribute than I did before. And I think that's what I, why I come back now. It's a little less selfish than I was before. <laughs> things are pretty darn good. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I, I um, I don't know. I, uh, I'm so happy I got sober. I don't ever want to go back to this shit. You know, I, um, I always I went through so many years of my life where I'd be at the party at a party, and I'd be like drunk, way too drunk somehow, and. And, like, way too drunk to talk to a girl or something like that. And be like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why is why, this always fucking happens to me? Like, I'm the one asshole among my friends who just gets way drunk and, like, is unemployable and just, like, fucking an asshole, you know? And, like, I don't have that happen anymore, you know? Like, I know what's wrong with me. It's alcoholism. I, I can't use alcohol. I can't use drugs. I have this crazy mental condition that shows up. Even without drugs and alcohol, like, I'm fucking spaz at work, you know, I have an <laughs> anger problem, you know, I need to treat this, you know, I need to go to two to three meetings a week, I need to work the steps, I need to talk to my sponsor, let them know the fucking crazy shit that goes on in my head. There's nothing fucking wrong with me. This is just, it's, I've got a mental condition. It's a psychological and mental condition, you know, and there's, that's fine. And I'm not embarrassed about it at all. I, yeah, um, I'm okay today, and like I, I don't I feel less the need to impress people or show off or any of this shit. I'm, I'm fine, <laughs> and it was just really good to be here. This program's been so good to be. The people I met here, they've given me so much, so much of their time, love, and like uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so, so thankful. Anyways, thank you very much. Yay! Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Sobercast is ad-free, and we'd like your help in order to keep it that way. So if you'd like to help us be self-supporting by pledging a dollar to a month, visit Sobercast.com and look for the donate links. Thank you very much.